Hello, and welcome to the Vivolution podcast. Since starting in late 2016, Vivolution has been creating inspiring events for the plant-powered generation. Each episode of this podcast will share with you stories and ideas told by plant-based thought leaders from the Vivolution stage. For more information on Vivolution and their upcoming program of international events, visit www.vivolution.co. Derek Sarno is the head of plant-based food innovation at Tesco and the co-founder of Wicked Healthy. In his second Vivolution talk, Derek talks about his journey from meat-loving chef to one of the leaders of the plant-based food movement. This was recorded at Vivolution Topics Food Innovation 2018. I'm kind of getting used to standing in front of people. So you guys, Wicked Healthy is the name. The reason why it's called Wicked Kitchen on the pack is because legislation wouldn't allow us to put healthy on the pack. So it's Wicked Kitchen. Now you know. I want to talk, so are there people here that came to the Vivolution and saw me speak there? Is there a good amount? So there's some people here who heard that story, right? I'm not going to talk about that today, but I will extend some of it because it's all part of the process and how I got to where I, where I am. So one of the things I did was I used to work in restaurants and I used to cook a lot of meat and I used to, the highest spot I got into a restaurant, I was a chef of a, at a couple of restaurants, but the, the better restaurants that I worked in, not that I would, it wasn't, a, no, whatever, not that it wasn't a good restaurant when I was a chef at it, um, but I had been a sous chef. When I left that job, I was making $10 an hour, and that was 2000, uh, sorry, I'm older. It was 1997, and I left that job. And one of the things I used to say, because I'm a wise ass, was that this apron comes off a lot easier than it ever goes on. Untying something comes off way easier. So I left and I quit my job at a a restaurant and took a job at a produce company with the intention of opening my own restaurant. So by taking a job at a produce company, I got the ability to go into every single restaurant in the town. So this is Portsmouth, New Hampshire, where I lived. And it was a pretty big town. There was a lot of different restaurants. But it gave me the ability to go in and deliver produce and see what everybody was doing. And I got to see how everybody worked. Because in the back door of a kitchen, you see exactly who's clean, who can actually cook. And you can pick these things up just by walking in the back. Some people had recipe books open, following recipes, which was, to me was just unheard of how to do that so fast on the line or how to come up with different things. I kept talking about my dream of wanting to open my own place. And the guy who was with me, so there's only a couple of us. Is this working good? OK. Yeah. He was sick of hearing me. He literally told me, Derek, he stopped the truck when we were delivering. And he's like, Derek, either grow some fucking balls and do it, or shut up and keep working. I quit the next day and started my own business. <clears throat> what I'd started as was a personal chef. So I went online and I found somebody who did a course to do personal chef service. And I started cooking out of my own kitchen. 
the one thing I knew how to do was cook. And I knew I had a lot of energy, and I would just constantly work and work and work. That's what I'm, I pretty much do now, too. I ended up cooking for some of the clients that were at the restaurant from, that I had before, really rich clients. And I would cook meals for them and deliver it from my house. That extended onto me catering their daughter's wedding party, or what do you call them? Stag, what do you call them here? Not stag dues, but, but what do you, hen dues. I love the words here, I'm sorry, guys. Um, and that just led into one, into another, and I started a company called Mahalo's, which was the first company. And I had that for seven years. During that time, I started doing big, big events and catering for everybody. Like, it was just massive. I started doing all the jets at the airport that was right next to us. It was a corporate airport, so every business had a plane that would fly in, and I would cater all those planes. And that's how I got into doing to-go food. Little did I know that I would end up here doing what we're doing now. From there, I opened a different restaurant called The 100 Club, and that was a private supper club, really focusing on the food and how exquisite it could be and just fancy pants stuff that I don't really want to do. I appreciate it, but I just don't want to do that. Uh, I ended up selling both of those, starting a farm. I needed to learn how to grow things. I needed to learn where everything was coming from. Mind you, I was not vegan, but this farm was a vegan organic farm. So everything on the farm was, we composted, we did everything. I worked with my brother Chad then, that's when we really started working together. And if you guys don't know, Wicked Healthy is me and my brother, and he has been vegan way longer than I have been. So I wanted to learn some of the techniques from him while I made fun of him, which was good, because he ate twigs and berries. He was a raw food chef. I mean, he opened SAF here, you know? It was easy for me to make fun of him. He was my brother. <clears throat> from there, you know, I went on and opened up another place. You know, long story short, I ended up living in a Tibetan Buddhist monastery. <laughs> I really jumped over a lot, because I'm not going to go into that story. But I lived there, and that was when my life changed to what I'm doing now. So this brings us to the presentation, and I can just, yeah. So some of the stuff, as far as food innovation goes, like, to me, what is innovation? I had to ask myself that. And I had one day, one day to prepare this talk, so bear with me. I have a full-time job and other things to do, too. But this right here is what innovation is to me. I like to say I make vegan food for meat eaters. Uh, I don't like to use the actual word vegan on anything. So in our book that we have coming out, there's no word of vegan in it. On the package of Wicked Kitchen, there's a little suitable for vegans on the back that I thought that I didn't want that. They wanted to put vegan big on the pack. I didn't want that on the pack. Some people have different opinions on what you think, what they think should. I don't want it on there. I'm not trying to make vegans more vegan. I want meat eaters to eat vegetables more. We don't need to be more vegan. <laughs> I mean, there's no. And that brings me to another point where I go on these rants about people bickering and fighting with each other and knocking down people because somebody had a piece of cheese and just, man, it's fucking bullshit. Like, leave the people alone, meet them where they're at. Everybody's on a journey. I'm on a journey. Everybody, every one of you guys is on a journey. Like, it's up to us to be advocates and supporters, not fucking police. 
I'm sorry if I swear, you guys. I'm sorry if there's kids there. I'm sorry. I'll try not to swear. <laughs> so, innovation to me. Oh, these are more just pictures of innovation stuff. So, mushrooms. To me, these guys. <laughs> mushrooms are like. Sorry, now I'm just like jumping all over the place. Mushrooms to me are like <coughs> cattle, right? This is innovation. If I can grow these mushrooms in 15 days, and I can grow them on a source that is spent grains or coffee grinds and waste products, it is a full circle item that is done in 15 freaking days that I can then turn into these creations that I'm going to show you and that we're having. So to me, that is real innovation. I mean, I just thought of that word, innovation, because it sounds good and this is what food innovation is. But actually, it's just what I do. And it's kind of an obsession of mine to play with mushrooms and to make them into meat. Because I'm a vegan who wants to eat meat, but not animals. <clears throat> oh, I'm like jumping around. Sorry. So innovation to me is innovation, revolution, and a revelation. It's all the same to me. Innovation means new ideas and having better solutions to meet market needs, right? And market needs require them to taste good, be convenient, and be affordable. That's what we're doing with Wicked Kitchen. Like, I'm lucky enough to have that platform to be able to present that. Revolution is like turning the wheel and evolving and bringing an uprising, which is the movement that I believe we are all a part of. The revelation is the act of revealing the truth, which so many of us do here. We all do it for a reason. We know the truth. I don't want to have, to have anything suffer for me to indulge and to be who I am, to succeed in life. Nothing. I learned that from my time at the monastery. From sitting for three years, not literally, sitting for three years, but literally, literally me practicing and learning how to cook vegan food in such an environment that only taught compassion, that's what it's about. It's coming from this place of compassion. It's not coming, for me, it's not coming from veganism. It's a compassionate. I think that word trumps all of it, and that's what I believe, and that's what we believe at, at Wicked Healthy and how we lead like leading with compassion, just being compassionate. And that goes for working with other people. It goes for listening and supporting. You know, it's, it's, one, it's our individual choice not to eat animals. At the end of the day, you can all go home and do whatever the hell you want. That's fine. Nobody's going to tell you not to. Nobody's seeing you behind the closed doors. It's the compassion that's in your heart that really makes you who you are and believe in a thing. But it's not an ownership right. Like, it's not feeding your ego. It's not supposed to. It shouldn't. Like, it's about actually giving something to other people and doing it so we're not hurting other people or animals. And most importantly, animals. Oh, I already did that, I guess. Um, so, this is my cattle ranch. <laughs> I, I am lucky enough to be paired with growers in both the US and this country, and soon to be expanding into different countries, which I'm starting to work with different growers and because they've seen what I can do with their mushrooms, and they're just fascinated. 
So I've been in the, I think I've been adopted a few times by a few different mushroom growers now, um, which is, I'm super uh, lucky about that. So one thing I like to, one thing I learned uh, at the monastery was nothing is ordinary. Like your mind can play so many tricks on you. I know from, I can't speak for anybody else, but my mind, I know how my mind works. I try to sit with it, I try to understand it, I try to move through the emotions that I go through, I get pissed, I see when my ego flares up, I get nervous when I think about how you guys look at me and how I might present myself, that's when I get nervous. If I just speak from the heart, I can be fine and nothing is bothering me. Nothing is ordinary, and that is about the food that we present as well. So, right there, if I want to call that a shredded chicken freaking sandwich, I'm going to call it that. <laughs> okay? It's not, believe it or not. It's mushrooms. I, most of you guys probably already know all the crazy stuff we might do, but just to show you a few more pictures. So one of the things I like to do is pick, pick your priority. As far as being innovative and being advice to anybody who wants to start your own company or, or do anything out of the ordinary, is, is this working okay? Or am I bouncing, yeah? All right, good. Is pick your priorities. My priority for Wicked Kitchen is to have no animal products in the food. So all the people who want to comment on anything that we're doing, Plastics, palm oils, gluten-free, this or that, I get it. And I really want to solve all those problems. But my priority is no suffering. The most immediate thing for me we can deal with is the suffering of animals. That takes priority over all the other stuff that people want to shout about. And I'm only talking about that for a second because it's what I, I end up, I'm like everybody else, I focus on negative sometimes when it comes at me. There might be a hundred people that say, oh my God, good job, this is amazing, this is amazing, and thank you so much. But there's a few people out there, what are you doing with the plastic? I, I, what are you gonna do with the plastic? <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I'm really, really working on it. If I could, and I could make it affordable, it's, it's funny, because they'll say that, and then they'll say, well, why aren't you organic? Um, and I wanna be able to afford it. Yeah, well, you're freaking dreaming. <laughs> it's, this is the real world we live in. We all see how it is. It is amazing that we are mainstream right now. Like, we are in freaking the third largest retailer in the world. And not only do we have a couple products, we have 20 different items. And it's only going to grow. And it's been a huge fight to get to where we are and where we launched it. It has been a struggle, nights that I didn't sleep, and just work and work and work, and nobody would listen. I got the top couple top guys, the CEO team at Tesco, who I have the most respect for because they sat down with me, they came to visit me, the whole process of them coming over back and forth from Oregon, having me come over here and actually listening to me when, the, when they asked me my opinions. And I don't hold back, I'm just me, you know, and I didn't have anything to lose. So I would walk into stores and they would, t and I'm not gonna say what stores, it could be their own or any retail store but I would say the offerings are rubbish. There's nothing for me to eat in this country if I wanted to go to a retail store, a food, food shopping market, whatever you call them, grocery <laughs> store. 
there's plenty of food, like, like Jake's vegan steaks, like the sushi guys, you, you guys kind of go. It's amazing the small businesses that are doing work. Like that's really what holds a vegan community together, I feel, and that's what is. But it's when it comes into the mainstream is that we really will take huge steps and support everybody around us. Like it's all about the community part of it. So, carry on. Just switch through some of these. So I'm just ripping through some. Of, this one's a good one because now my, note, my notes are almost done. <laughs> so how did I, how did I do it? Uh, perseverance is one. And really channeling every bit of energy I have into what I produce and give to other people. The whole reason I do anything is to benefit other people and to benefit animals. That's all I want to do. The money, it comes because of that. I don't go out for the money. I'm not driving a car. I, don't, I have a freaking VW van that's broken down in my driveway in Portland, Oregon, that I have a friend renting and no furniture. <laughs> Literally, I moved here with two suitcases. And if you've been over my house, you know I have one table that you can sit at, and we have dinner. And then I have a, a kitchen that's outfitted the way I want it. And that's where I spend my money. Everything else is going to build in a business to create much more awareness and like partner and collaborate. I feel so strongly about collaborating with people. I think that's the answer because everybody can give a hand up and pull someone up. If you have a big following on Instagram and you know somebody else doesn't, but they do really good work, freaking partner with them a little bit. Give everybody help out because you at one point or another needed that hand up. The guys who told me that to grow some balls and just do it, he's a good friend of mine. Although it was a slap in the face when he said that to me. <laughs> and I quit the job, but he did it with, with out of love. And he knew that you know either you're going to do it or you don't. Some of the biggest challenges I've had is finding your skill set. So one of my issues is coming up with, like if I'm going to have people over, I've been doing these Sunday roasts where I have some people over, and it's been, it's good, but it's just an extra added thing. There's so many options of what to do. Like vegan burgers, you want hot dogs, you want mac and cheese, what do you want? Like what, what? There's so many things you can do, and you can't focus on all of them. So like pinpoint what you're good at. Ellie picks cheese. That's amazing. Focus on that. Her cheese is amazing. Do that. Jake's vegan steaks. I mean, it says it right in the name. <laughs> Do it. Don't sit there and be troubled with all this stuff. Just pick what you're good at. And it might not even be something you're aware of. Somebody, you might have to ask a group of people, hey, what do you think I'm good at? What do you think? Ask them. Get that out there and figure it out. And then focus on that and don't give up. If I listened to everybody that told me I could not do what I'm doing now, I would not be here. I don't listen to anybody. And that's, a, you know, when I was younger, that probably wasn't a good thing. <laughs> but when I'm older, it kind of makes sense. Oh, sorry. So that picture, can you, can you go back to that one? I don't know how to go back. So this right here, fancy pants restaurant that I used to work at. I like making fun of the food that I used to make, but make it vegan. So this is lion's mane mushroom, and it's one of the more healthier mushrooms. Mushrooms are, oh, they're so awesome. 
they have so many healthy properties to them that I don't even know how to explain it. But this one particular mushroom is one of the only ones that you can find uh, the properties that help Alzheimer's and dementia. So it's a, just an amazing, ama they have so many amazing properties. And one of the missions that I'm on is to bring the awareness of mushrooms to the world. And it's not the freaking button mushrooms that mom cooked all slimy and gross. <laughs> it's like the ones that we're doing here that is the meat replacement. So there's plant-based alternatives out there. There's seitan, there's soy proteins. You know, we even developed a different, there's a whole company coming out we're launching in, in uh, this summer called Good Catch. And we took the, the gap in the marketplace right now is seafood. So we, we're creating a, a sustainable tuna fish that's packed in oil, packed in water, it's fish burgers, fish cakes, crab cakes, and they're amazing. It's still a food, it's a product, it's processed, right? Anybody who's not vegan, they can find an excuse for anything. I try to alleviate, like, let's eliminate that excuse. Mushrooms, you can't say that's processed. It's grown within 15 days off of waste product. That's amazing. You, it's better than a, killing a freaking cow who's been stepping in shit all its life and wanting to eat it. You know, it's just fucking weird to me. So this is just a new way to look at food. Like this to me is like all those revolutionary revelation and innovation, all of them. And we have a lot of this in the range. So if you notice the range is there's quite a bit of mushrooms in there. And some people in the beginning there's a, there was a couple of people who were like, I can go home and make that for $11 and uh, make 20 of them for the week. And <laughs> fuck. So I, so I said, I would actually, and I, I've been told not to respond, so. <laughs> I do respond sometimes. And I was like, good, please make it. Get them into your 600 stores, and I will be the first to buy it because I want the best product. If you can make it better, then please do. But until then, like, shut up. I'm not, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to them. Um, okay. So, fried mushroom. Temple of Satan is amazing. I, w I love that stuff. I mean, I don't know who doesn't. This is, would be my version with a mushroom. It's obviously a lot more expensive. But as far as innovation goes, and really trying to change the way people see food, and if we focused on growing mushrooms instead of growing cows or chickens or whatever other kind of meat, this would not be a problem. So prices, I heard people mention the volumes. We get higher volumes, we can bring the prices down. That's what I want to work on now. So in the beginning, when I first started doing things, I thought in the four walls, the restaurant. And then I stepped out of that restaurant and I opened the catering company and I took the town as my dining room instead of just the four walls. So I could cater five different parties of 200 people, each one, and it was just, it had gone mad. That's how I did the businesses, went to the monastery, ended up getting a job at Whole Foods Market from there, running up their healthy eating as their healthy eating chef and then turned into the global chef for the company that immediately made me think on a much more global level. Like think big, focus small. Like think big, 
and wide and expansive and inclusive. But focus, like you're focusing on a grain of sand, the abilities and the skills that you have to offer other people. It's the only way I can possibly think of doing it, is to have that mindset. I don't know if I'm making sense. <laughs> Ribs. One of my favorite things when I did eat meat, and now I can still eat them. So we're making these. In fact, I worked with the Bosch guys who were back there, and we did an amazing rib recipe that's out there. And he's, uh, I think we posted it a few weeks back. I know we can find it, and we'll repost it again at some point soon. But there's a different version, because I've been keeping coming up with, all right, so this might be too expensive. Let's try to do it you know, in a different way. Constantly thinking, you know, trying to innovate, right? Chicken skewers. I'll call them a freaking chicken skewer if I want to call them a chicken <laughs> skewer. Again, mushrooms, though. <laughs> oh, so in Oregon, the, certain mushrooms have to grow in the wild. They can't be cultivated. Lobster mushrooms. I was a lobsterman. Sorry, I missed, just didn't tell you guys that. But I was a lobsterman for two years, and I learned how to cook everything possible with a lobster. So when I found lobster mushrooms and started foraging them, I started thinking about all kinds of different things we could do with the mushrooms, these mushrooms. So literally anything I would make on the seacoast of New Hampshire and Maine, I started doing with these mushrooms. And it's just, it was, if it blew my mind, I thought it might blow other people's minds. So we just continued on with that journey. Some of these are shots from the book that we're putting out. Sushi. Some of my favorite foods. I don't want to give them up. And I'm not going to give them up. I'm just going to make them with much more compassionate thought behind it. Unagi, I believe. No, it's called, I don't know. The eel. The eel. But I can flavor it the same way. Steaks, barbecued. It's all about the flavoring. I saw a post that Veganuary did that really got me laughing. It's like, meat eaters garnish their food with vegan food. Meat, they garnish meat with vegan food. They do. I mean, it's true. All the vegetables, the seasonings, everything's vegan except for the, the dead animal that they're using. So that just, I don't know, from something, it just rung in me, and I thought that was one of the better posts. Um, sandwiches, hearty. When I was doing the healthy eating over at Whole Foods, I, that was when I first tried to go vegan, and I didn't. I didn't stay with Go Vegan when I did it. So I was doing all these health immersions. And they, like I had to learn how to cook with no sugar, no salt, no oil, and vegan. And I was determined to do it without becoming vegan, if that makes sense. So I did it, and I was eating salads. I could do this. But on the third day of eating a salad for every single meal, I got freaking tired of it. So you, you know what I did? I put the freaking salad in a wrap. And then I had a man food. Like, I had something that nobody else knew was in it, and it made me feel good eating it, and it was just like there. And I didn't have to use a fork. <laughs> and I was like psyched. Like, seriously, this is like, it was groundbreaking to me. So I'm like, well, if it's groundbreaking to me, it's going to be groundbreaking to other people. So let's start developing food that you can actually hold and make it seem like it's healthy. But it's not, but it is, but it's not, but it is. It's really screw with my mind a little bit. 
this is not healthy, um, and it is vegan, but it's not healthy. There's the, you know, we, people are, they are always like, oh, but don't you miss this, don't you miss that? I don't miss anything, you know? What I do miss is the point of why you're eating meat at all when we can do this. I think I've almost done all these pictures, I'm not sure, but uh, pulled pork. Not pulled pork, right? <laughs> so I look at a mushroom, to peek into my craziness, I look at a mushroom like I look at a cut of steak and look at pieces of like, because I've cooked so many animals before, I get it. And I understand where they're coming from, people who eat meat, and I understand where we're coming from. And the only way we're gonna change them to eat or influence them is to create familiar, similar, easy food. That is easy, it has to be easy. So I take that approach as a vegan who wants to eat meat. Different kinds of mushrooms here. Lion's mane, maitake, oyster. That's cabbage, that green stuff. Fried chicken, baskets, easy. Sorry, easy for me. Um, it's, it, it can be easy. Uh, different cuts, so using steaks, chopping steaks, different flavors. Uh, I'm huge with the herbs. Flavors being uh, very substantial. I'm just going to rip through this. So you guys, uh, this was is duck salad. Mm, it's okay. I'm just going to rip, I'm trying to get to the end so we can do some questions. Pizza, nice. <laughs> Buffalo, oh, there we go, all right, sir. This is my shameless plug for the book we have coming out. We don't call it vegan, we call it free from animals. Free from here, it's free from gluten, free from dairy, why can't we just have free from animals? It alleviates that whole vegan word. I don't want a barrier, that's why we don't have vegan on the pack. Anybody who's a meat eater coming up, it's, I've heard it and I've seen it and I've watched how people shop and how they eat, they think it's made, oh, it says vegan on the pack, it's not made for me, it's made for vegans. Dude, it's freaking food. But as much, as, as stupid as we might think it is, it's true and it really does happen. So let's take the barriers out. I don't want the barriers there. Let's make it an even playing field. Let's just fill the shelves with good food. Oh, and it happens to be vegan. That's what we're trying to do. So we've spent three years making this book that includes a lot of that stuff that I showed you. It includes what we're talking about. And really just appealing to a more masculine side of things. Even though 80% of women are vegan, I still want to get the guys. Because if I can get the guys, so the women are smarter. That's all I know. They, <laughs> you guys are way freaking smarter. So let's go for us knuckleheads, me being one of them, to switch over to eat more plants. Last thing is if you guys are going to do any kind of business, if you are doing it, just don't give up. Like, don't, don't ever give up. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on your partner. Don't give up on your friends. Be a support. Sometimes I bitch and complain, 
but I'm not, doesn't mean I'm going to quit and give up. Sometimes I need to vent, and there's a few people that I'll talk to that I can do that with. But just don't give up what you're doing. And that's all I have for a talk. If you guys, I don't know if we're going to do questions or not. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Vivolution podcast. If you enjoyed this talk, please leave us a favorable review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We're quickly approaching the inaugural plant-based business bootcamp. Taking place on the 14th of July in Soho, London, the Plant-Based Business Bootcamp is an intensive skills-based training day featuring some of the UK's leading ethical entrepreneurs. If you want to start a plant-based business or are in the first two years of running one, then this is the event for you. Time is running out to book your place for this exclusive training event. Visit www.vvolution.co forward slash business to learn whether you're eligible to attend and secure your spot. Until the next time, take care and we'll look forward to seeing you soon.